Hey troops, it's your old buddy Bucho, just dropping in here before we launch to give a spoiler warning for Jedi Fallen Order. It's not a major plot spoiler or a character spoiler, it's probably something that we would categorize as a lore spoiler maybe? So if you haven't played Jedi Fallen Order yet and you want to stay completely unspoiled on that game, skip the section from about the 4 minute 40 mark to about the 5 minute 30 mark. And with that, let's strap in to Season 4, Episode 19, Massacre. Daka, as the oldest and wisest of us, I need you to resurrect our fallen sisters. Ventress will need the aid of the undead army to achieve victory. Then I will begin the chant of resurrection. Chunos Lalem Deni Teloriulie Luchenovadem it's time for Send in the Clones! Join your hosts, Buto and Robbie, on an epic journey through a galaxy far, far away as they follow the escapades of Anakin Skywalker and the Jedi Knights with the clone army of the Republic in their struggle against Count Dooku and the droid army of the evil Separatists. So step in and prepare for adventure because it's time to send in the clones! In this episode! After being betrayed by Dooku and abandoned by Savage, Asajj Ventress again seeks sanctuary with Mother Talzin and the Night Sisters of Dezimir! But the relentless Dooku sends the forces of General Grievous in pursuit with horrifying and tragic results for the Night Sisters! Hey, troops, it's your old buddy Bucho, Clone Wars rookie on my first ever watch of the Clone Wars, and next to me on the dropship on his third ever watch of the Clone Wars, he's the Mother Talzin to my Ventress. It's your trusty pal, Robbie. Hey, how's it going? And we are going to talk about the 85th episode in the StarWars.com Clone Wars chronology, written by Katie Lucas and directed by Stuart Lee. So a couple of our favorites, I think. It's Season 4, Episode 19, Massacre. So Robbie, let's roll out with you letting us know what you remembered about Massacre before you rewatched it again this week. Night Sister Zombies. Yeah. That's what I remembered about this episode. But I remember this one was super creepy. But I didn't really remember a whole lot of details. It was kind of fun looking at some of the, the, the screenshots from the episode. And it was like, oh, yeah, 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 I remember this. But it was the only thing that I really remembered was the Night Sister zombies. And boy, do they make an impression. Yeah, and so did you remember that they came from old Darker, who somehow has an even spookier voice than Mother Talzin and some <laughs> fancy spells at her disposal, apparently, including one that reveals that, I mean, the way these zombies come out, these spooky, massive fruit, which hang from the trees in the forest outside the Night Sisters Fortress on Dathomir, an, an environment that I love. I mean, I loved it the first time I saw it. I loved it the second time. And even in this episode, I had a note that I love these fruit, these massive fruit that are hanging from the trees, which is what I sort of noted down early in the episode before I knew what they were. And then we find out they're not fruit at all. They're some kind of suspended death shroud, each housing the corpse of a dead night sister. And it turns out these night sister zombies are fast and strong and agile and a battle droid's worst nightmare. And I love them, Robbie. 
<laughs> and you know what I also love, Robbie? It turns out that Mother Talzin has her own version of Sith lightning. And I, oh, I guess this is Night Sister's lightning because she's not a Sith. The spooky green bolt yeah. that matches their green motif of their cavern and of their magic. So how did you like this Mother Talzin? I mean, she also can turn into a spirit. We learn a lot more about Mother Talzin. And, I mean, for anyone who has picked up Sending the Clones later in the run here, before this episode, Night Sisters was my second favorite episode of The Clone Wars. Just one behind Carnage of Krell. And here we are back with Mother Talzin. And I love pretty much everything about it, Robbie. I mean, I don't want to give away too much, but I was, uh, I mean, at the start of the episode, I find out we're back with Ventress, we're back with the Night Sisters, and they're sending Grievous in. I mean,. I was pretty much salivating right at the start, Robbie. Well, yeah, you were pretty much destined to give this one a high score. Yeah, first off, the Night Sister Zombies, or Night Sister Army of the Dead, it kind of has a sort of Lord of the Rings-ish yeah. kind of feel to it. But then it's so creepy. It's so different than anything we've really seen in Star Wars. So it was something that, I mean, yet again, they add this layer to the Night Sisters that's like... It's so memorable. Yeah. And it's so memorable that it's in Jedi Fallen Order. Huh. Um, I did not know that. It's something that you have to deal with in that game. And it is, it's so awesome and fun for a Star Wars kind of, it's almost like another sort of motif that they could draw from that I really, really like. And Mother Talzin, her power, I don't know if you got this, but to me, it reminded me of sort of the power of the Ark of the Covenant. Yep. I don't know. I just really, really liked it. Even in the soundtrack, even Kevin Connor even sort of quotes some of that Raiders soundtrack. Not not 100%, but the little hints of that, of the score. Oh, see, I didn't hear that. Sorry, I interrupted you again. Well, carry on talking about how awesome this Mother Tells of Magic was, Robbie. That, that was it. That was... And what was, uh, what was, uh, what was her name? The one that does the big, crazy, cr- creepy chant. Oh, my old Daka. Yeah, man. Yeah, just when you thought a voice couldn't get spookier than Mother Tells us, old Daka comes in and is like, hold my potion. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird thing that I'm, I didn't remember her at all. And I, I guess it's just because this was a kind of a one and done for her. Right. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, was definitely creepy the whole the whole the whole episode just has a really strange feel to it that's just so creepy and weird but awesome and like i said adding that new i guess layer to the night sisters is is just really a lot of fun it sure was robbie and of course there's even another layer beyond what we've already talked about mother talzin has some powerful voodoo type magic as dooku finds out the hard and painful way (laughs) i mean it goes back to that scene in the previous episode where Mother Talzin says, you know, can I, I just want to lock your hair. And at that moment, you know that this is going to be coming somewhere down the track. And when it does, it's so good. And part of that Night Sisters voodoo is also the ability to appear to your victim by appearing to burst out of their stomach, kind of alien style. So you can have a wee chat with them as they're suffering. And Dooku's suffering is so horrifyingly rendered and so horrifyingly realized in this episode, you almost feel sorry for him. He's got these blisters. He's in obvious total agony he's writhing he's bellowing it's so intensely effective and it's another case of something that i didn't really talk about i mean i had a note about it in a previous episode but i just think i moved past it for time reasons but one of the challenges with a show like this with a character like dooku and with obi-wan and with anakin with any character that we know is going to survive into a future film 
and this was something that actually struck me during the slave arc that I should have brought up then. The way that you create stakes for a character you know is going to survive is you make them suffer horribly. I mean, we saw that. That's what Obi-Wan went through in the slave arc. And here they do it to Dooku. And like I said, you almost feel sorry for him. He's going through such horrendous agony. Yeah, the voice acting, I think, really drives it home. Yeah. And there's a creepy vibe to the, to the score as well that just kind of drives home. I mean, it's just a lot of pain, you know? <laughs> and yeah, it's almost like you feel it. It's so well done. But it's yet another level, <laughs> you know, to the Night Sisters, another layer that's put on top that you're just like, I don't think I'd want to mess with those Night Sisters at all. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Although the tragedy of this episode, the the sadness of this episode i mean i think the first time you ever talked about an episode being sad was trespass when the tiles were essentially forced into a horrifying battle by chim and chicho and twice during grievous's invasion i think it was at least twice maybe more ventress expresses horror at the realization that she has brought this hell upon her sanctuary upon her sisters and then by the end she's seen her nightmare realized even though along the way she's got to beat grievous you know obviously grievous fights dirty and she doesn't get the victory but you know she proves that she can beat grievous but even after all that she's seen the nightmare realized and she's gonna have to carry this horror with her wherever she goes from here i mean you know where she goes from here i don't know but it's kind of like we're seeing the backstory of a haunted character it's the sort of thing we often see in other stories in a flashback mode we were introduced to a haunted character and they have some sort of past and here we're seeing something that feels like it's going to haunt Ventress and we see it in real time so it carries the suggestion that we're seeing the creation or at least the turn of a character who will become haunted by a past in which she blames herself for a horrific tragedy the people that were her last hope the ones that took her in when she had nothing and they're all gone because of her and that hit me pretty hard even though Ventress is still not a good person even though she's not someone to really root for maybe it's the creation of an anti-hero and again I don't know if you can really comment too much on this without going into spoilers but I'm just saying this is how it hit me as a you know as a Clone Wars rookie watching it for the first time yeah I'm not gonna comment on the future for sure but uh what's weird to me is that you kind of go through this roller coaster of emotions you know you think they've won and then you find out that they haven't and it was weird for me i was sort of like oh well that sucks but then it is really brought home at the end with ventress sounding so distraught yeah and so helpless that i think at this point going forward you kind of want to root for her even though you know she's definitely done some bad stuff sure it's one of those things where i really like the idea that you can have someone that's I would even go so far as to say some like almost a loathsome character that you almost feel for. And I love what they did here. And it didn't really hit me as hard when it was going on. It was like, oh, well, the the army of the dead, I guess they're done. Well, that's okay. But then when she's sitting there and you can hear it in her voice, she is in anguish. Yeah, Nika Futterman is awesome in this episode as Ventress. Yeah, it was really, really good. I really enjoyed that. I mean... You know, as much as you can enjoy the the pain and suffering that someone's going through. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, I mean, seeing Grievous explode his way into Dukka's sanctuary and just effortlessly murder her, and that leading to the zombies dropping offline, and then that leading to the slaughter of the Night Sisters who are on the field of battle. And they even did a nice job earlier of establishing this character. Is it Luce? Luce? Lucy? 
you say that it's actually played by Jamie King, who's Aura Singh, of course. Mm. So we just get a brief thing of establishing her as a very competent and deadly night sister. But she goes down, and then they all go down. And that was pretty hardcore. I mean, I was starting to feel it before we get to the end where Ventress feels lost, you know, because the murder of Daka felt tragic given that she was not just trying to defend her home and her people, but she was also the oldest and, and apparently most revered of the night sisters. So. They've lost an extremely valuable person there. But the slaughter of the Night Sisters, once the army of the dead drops, they just are kind of exposed and open and they just get wrecked. I mean, that's the title of the episode, right? Massacre. Yeah. It's just tough to watch because they're just trying to defend their home. They're trying to defend their sister who's been betrayed by Dooku, you know, and yeah, the whole thing was so brutal and emotional. There was a real emotional element to it that hits you in the heart, even though they're technically dark side people and even though they're technically supporting Ventress, who's a bad guy. You know, there's a sense that our enemy's enemy is our friend and now she's the enemy of Dooku. So, you know, I guess that's where that potential for anti-hero comes from with her. The strange thing, and I don't know if I've actually admitted this, I guess, to this level, but the Night Sisters was never, like in my previous two watches, I wouldn't say that I didn't like them, but I was, I kind of kept them at arm's length, if that makes sense. Right. I don't, I don't know. It's like I never really got too involved in their characters or in their, I guess, their plight. You know what I mean? Sure. But for some reason, it's hitting differently this time. And I'm not sure if it's because I like Ventress more on this this rewatch of the Clone Wars. I don't know. I just really, uh, it hit harder this time than it ever has. So it's one of those things where, you know, not to jab at people that don't like things or, you know, they say, well, I only watched it once and that was enough. Sometimes it's not, you know, sometimes, you know, you're a different person the next time you watch it. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really enjoying this watch through a lot because like I said, things are even clearer than they were the first time or the second time. So yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know if that's a good thing to admit or not, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it a lot more this time. I think growth is generally a pretty good thing to admit. No, everyone's perfect. (laughs) Everyone's perfect the first time and there's no way that your opinions can be changed. That's what I hear, Robbie. What? I've just never been able to. <laughs> I've just never been able to. No, but I think no. I think growth is always a good thing to admit, and I just have always. I mean, right from the first time we met the Night Sisters, I've always liked that they expand on what the Force means, and they expand on ideas about the sort of magic there is in this world. And you know, one of the things I've loved about the Clone Wars, I've said this before, is just the way that it expands on what we know about this galaxy far, far away from what we learn in the movies. And one of the most, I guess, expansive ideas is when they bring in new ways that the Force works or new characters who interact with the Force in certain ways. And so, yeah, that's why the Night Sisters pretty much had me right from the get-go. And here it's just more of the good stuff. I mean, we get another sweet, spooky Night Sisters levitation ceremony when they cleanse or yeah. baptize, you know, or rebirth Ventress as a full-on member of the Night Sisterhood. And at the time, that is... A kind of beautiful scene because it's Ventress who's lost, has been betrayed, has been cast out. She finds a home again. But by the end, you know, looking back on it now, that is just so bittersweet when you look back on it from the end of the episode. Because I have, I mean, not having watched this episode before, I thought we were setting up for a maybe a three-episode arc where the Night Sisters battle Grievous' forces, but they are just wiped out in one episode. Yep. And Ventress is lost again at the end, completely lost. 
But speaking of the end, Robbie, before we get to the end, we've got to talk about our favorite shots of the episode. And so I don't end up stealing yours. Why don't you start and tell us your favorite shot of Massacre? Well, I feel like this is going to be kind of dangerous because I have three different ones that I really, really liked. But I'm going to go with my favorite, and hopefully it's not yours. Sure. But it's sort of on Grievous's march to take out Daka. There's an upshot. It's almost like a close-up of Grievous, and you can see the green link to the Army of the Dead above him, and it's just, I love that shot. The colors and everything, there was so much going on in that shot that I just really, really, really liked. And I'll tell you my other two when you're done. Sure, well, mine's pretty simple. It's Mother Talzin in that sort of green orb of, mm. you know, power of whatever, of the force and throwing out that green Night Sisters lightning and Ventress comes beside her and lights up her blades. That's, I mean, it's a pretty simple shot. It's probably a predictable shot to choose. It wasn't even necessarily a particularly strikingly composed shot, but, you know, I was just being blown away in that moment by seeing another elements of what Mother Talzin could do and it was a toss up between that and seeing the blisters start to pop out on Dooku's head for me because you know those scenes of I mean yeah you go on with your other things because I don't want to steal either of your others either so what else you go Robbie? I am going to steal maybe not one of yours but I'm going to steal one of your ideas because we had a really 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 nice Dutch angle of Dooku with his droids kind of flanking him when he's talking to Grievous and I really that was my shot of the episode like like it was like oh I gotta write that down I really like that shot then almost immediately after there's a shot of Grievous kind of marching away from Dooku and the camera follows him as he passes yeah and you see the army taking off and everything I really love that shot yeah that was awesome too and there's that Roger droid sort of trotting alongside him, right? Yeah. Grievous is just stalking and that Roger droid has to trot to keep up. And Grievous gives that great speech, which I, I mean, I haven't chosen the clip for the start of the episode yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if we've started with his, uh, we go to Dathomir, to battle. I mean, to battle. I'm, the, my Grievous is not ever going to get any better, Robbie. <laughs> That's a hard one to do. But yeah, man, I love that shot too. It's just like that long sort of sweeping shot starts close on him and then it sort of slows down and, and, and pans around. Yep. We see that fleet and we see all the droids on the ground and the tanks and those ships are just so cool looking. You know, they're so sort of alien looking, almost UFO looking, but not, you know, not flying discs, not flying saucers, a different sort of UFO. I've, I love those ships that he takes with him. Heck yeah. But I mean, the other shot that I was going to come back to was, you know, Mother Talzin bursting out of Dooku's stomach. <laughs> just so, I mean, those that whole section. It's disturbing. Yeah, that whole section is so well done by Stuart Lee. But before we bring this one in for a landing, Robbie, we need to sum up and give our ratings. So after your third ever watch of Massacre, how did you like it? And where does Massacre sit on that four-star Robbie scale? Well, I'm going to give this one a three and a quarter out of four. I really enjoyed it. I think it's definitely integral to your Clone Wars knowledge. I don't know. It's a great episode. I really, really like it. Just a couple of things that sort of... Uh, I wouldn't say are are faults. They're just, you know, like, I'm still not a huge fan of voodoo in Star Wars. I mean, I'm just, that's just me, you know, but uh, I still really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I had to really think hard to think of some reason to hold this episode back from considering it kind of a flawless episode because I didn't have the problem with the voodoo and I couldn't think of one. (laughs) 
I couldn't think of a reason not to give this a 10 out of 10. So this is my second favorite episode. Wow. I've still got carnage of Crowler Top, but this has moved in just above Night Sisters. And it's 10. Uh, I guess Night Sister Zombies out of 10. There's a massive emotional wallop to it that sort of comes out of left field because it still feels odd to kind of root for Ventress. I mean, from the start, I mean, we've talked about a lot about how Ventress is a great character and such a every time she's there we love seeing her but actually rooting for her in some way it's still kind of a new feeling and so the emotions around this episode are quite I guess complex and I maybe don't even fully understand them yet but I mean I don't know what else to say this is this is 10 this is my second favorite episode after Carnage of Krell now and who knows what's next for Ventress that's the other thing the way that it, instead of bringing Ventress up from a low point it puts it to an even lower point it's a I don't know. No, I'm just bladdering, Robbie. <laughs> this is what, that's what this episode has done to me. And that's mission accomplished for season four, episode 19, Massacre. So, Robbie, won't you please let the troops out there know if you've got negative things to say about this episode, troops, you don't send any feedback for this episode. <laughs> we don't want to be flat. No, I'm just kidding, of course. Where if you've got anything, you're going to know where to find us when Robbie tells you we are at... Bucho and Robbie at Gmail, Twitter, and Instagram. That's B-U-C-H-O-A-N-D-R-O-B-B-Y. Yes, sir. And of course, the troops can join us again next time for the 86th episode in the StarWars.com Clone Wars Chronology Season 4, Episode 20, Bounty. And until then, this is your old buddy, Bucho, alongside your trusty pal, Robbie, and we are out. Remember, you can support sending the clothes for free simply by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes or any other podcast platform, and Bucho and Robbie will read the review on a future feedback episode. And speaking of feedback episodes, you can also send either a text or an audio message of 60 seconds or less to Bucho and Robbie at gmail.com. May the force be with you.